trying to oh, think. Oh, Captain America. Then so, Rob, are you a patriot? Are you a patriot? Are you a patriot? Patriot of what? <laughs> so, tomorrow, there's going to be a gathering at the uh, old, uh, the North Bridge. You remember the story okay. about the shot being heard around the world? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, in the time of COVID-19, they were saying, maybe you, ought, maybe you shouldn't meet there. They meet on Patriots yeah. every year yeah. to commemorate that. And... Um, a friend of mine heard that and said, oh my gosh, that's a perfectly good reason to meet. So made kind of a point of meeting. So they will be meeting there, even though there was some pressure to not meet. Yeah, but they're, they're, they've decided yet that they're gonna obey the laws. They're not going to gather more than 10, right? Like that's the idea. Yeah, they're gonna follow protocols. And they're also going to tone down, I mean, they're going to, working with Native Americans, they're working to make it a commemoration and a honoring of peace and like a vigil, but also there'll be some speechifying that will occur <clears throat> in a virtual gathering space. I don't know what all is going to happen on the ground there. Uh, probably ceremony. I think... Uh, but another of my friends, Richard Kotler's, will be reading something that he wrote. Um, Emerson is a big, very popular in that area. And reading a piece that borrows from Emerson's poetry and then I think was embellished by Richard's work. And it's a really lovely piece. Do you know about Richard Kotler's, uh, Rob? No. I'm not. Uh, so I think, did he found the Monetary Institute, Dad? Yes. Okay, so his idea was to um, reestablish a, a currency that is belonging to the people. And what's more also has some uh, spiritual current to the idea behind it. But now we yeah. don't have to like trade spiritual energy or anything like that, even though that's maybe what he would say money is. But he's saying that if we imbue it with the right uh, intention, maybe it can be something that um, can't be used as much for hoarding and for um, empowering the psychopaths and needless war and things like that. Yeah. And they've been trying to do a, a yeah. meeting in, I believe it's Concord called Bretton Woods, which is a, um, a reestablishment of the Bretton Woods that was held after World War II to make the world currency based on the U.S. petrodollar, which is fiat debt and which is also um, invented out of nothing by the banks and which also um, is a tool of war and maybe reestablish 
a US dollar as something different, um, something better. And he and Stuart Weeks are also into um, Steiner, Rudolf Steiner, and anthrop is it anthroposophy? Yep, they're anthroposophists. Yeah. So we've been uh, associated with them, meeting with them, trying to learn about their projects and be supportive. Dad has been hosting their meetings and um, they're getting a lot of interest um, and they're involving Native Americans or Native Americans are involving themselves in the project. And that seems um, good because they're getting more feedback from a less centralized place, a more diverse place. That's how I'd summarize it right now. Well, here's a question. What would that actual spiritual dollar be? What, what, how would you, if you're not going to back it with gold or not going to back it with, I went out and pulled my beans and, 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 or I didn't go out and 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 build something or 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 do something for like for employment. Um, what I, I guess I don't understand fully what this new dollar would be. I've been trying to get a more full realized concept out of Richard for a while, and it's hard because he's a storyteller. So okay. you ask for, you ask for details, and he says, "Well, before I answer your question," and then you're sitting there for like an hour listening to him talk about a story that is about the basis for why he believes there needs to be change. So I think he's displayed hesitancy uh, in answering that question or giving us a solid answer. I think. I'm guessing because he wants us all to get on the same page and then together like Quakers, you know, when the spirit moves us come up with the right idea. Um, and he doesn't want to be the one that just defines what it is. I think that's, that's what I, that's my read on him, but it's hard because yeah, he, he, he doesn't answer direct questions like that very well. Um, well, I, I think with any movement, you have to have a defined principle behind your movement before you can go forward. Yeah, and um, especially if it's a political thing, like, <laughs> yeah. if, if you're going to approach it. Yeah, well, even our forefathers, they wrote down all sorts of information that said, here is what America is going to be. Even Benjamin Franklin and some of our other forefathers went to other countries and said, what are you doing right? What are you doing wrong? They were from different countries too um, and liked what some people were doing and didn't like what other people were doing. And then came back to America and said, okay, here's how we have to build this nation. And some of it, um, now, I do believe that we have to change uh, because this world is a very different world than, than our forefathers would have ever imagined. But 
I think I, I, I think you have to have something written down on a flag before anyone starts marching in the streets for change uh, instead of just we want change. Okay, what's the change? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's, well, sorry, did I interrupt you, Dad? Oh, you looked like I, you were mouthing something. Yeah, am I on mute? No. No. Um, I was, uh, I had muted myself, I guess. And then, uh, so I'm ready to ask a question of, uh, I was asking for a clarifying thing from what I thought I heard Rob just say about write something down on a flag. Is it, was that the idea that there should be a written principled approach to movement building? Oh, absolutely. You have to know. And then we yeah, need a yeah, symbol. Yeah. So we need something to symbolize that principle so that we know kind of what we're working you together to, toward. Yeah. You have to build a blueprint. You have to have a blueprint before you can build anything. You can't build anything, a house, for example, if you don't know how to build that house is that the role yeah. of the architect well that's the rule of yeah and what what do we call our forefathers the architects of this nation um and that goes with with any building um i'm a i'm a trained carpenter but if someone says hey go build me a house well do you have any idea what this house is going to look like at the end no well then how the hell am i supposed to build your yeah. house go get me go get me a blueprint go get me something so i can i can build you this house and i could even to someone who's never really built anything before if i hand them a blueprint and explain to them how a blueprint is drawn most likely they could build a house it might be a little slow they might have some mistakes but they could build a house around this these pieces of the paper i hand them even even being a carpenter or not carpenter i i have so, a question if if it's okay to segue to demonology okay is it possible that the founding fathers were riddled with demons and they and so when they were planning stuff you know and they were making weird sacred geometry in washington dc and stuff uh that they didn't have, I mean, their architecture was not focused on the right spirit. Um, yes and no. I don't think they had demons in them, but note that the forefathers understood Christianity as, as, as how we, understand Christianity today, which is a very, very small concept of spirituality. Um, people who think that, oh, I've read the Bible and I know everything about religion and spirituality, um, uh, they, well, like, like my saying goes, uh, show me someone who's read one book and I'll show you a very dangerous person. Um, these forefathers were highly intelligent people. A lot of them were Masons. A lot of them were spiritualists. 
a lot of them understood that there were more to the world and more to religion and spirituality than could be thrown in one book. Um, a great example is Benjamin Franklin. Um, uh, he, he knew and studied spirituality all around the world. Uh, even, even over in, even some of the, 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 you know, Hinduism and Buddhism and things like that. He had a, what? Oh yeah. 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 Um, he was, he was a very well-read person. Did he um, travel there too? So, um, I don't know if he traveled there, but I know he read, um, and he even, he even would set up these, uh, what are they called, Junto or Junto uh, uh, groups in pubs that were basically uh, philosophical, uh, philosophical, philosophical organizations to just have people come up with a question and, and talk about it. And and that's a very uh, I, I I don't know if it's Chinese or Japanese, but it's a uh, just some people sitting around and talking about some whatever it is it, from from a philosophical idea, a quantum physics idea, or or a political idea. Um, he would set these up in pubs all all over all over the place. Um, it, so. Uh, but these guys, and especially the architect there, uh, they're very Masonic. They're very Templar-esque. Um, they point certain directions. They have a very, yes, they have very uh, Egyptian uh, 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 symbolism. Uh, but all that symbolism, when you, once you start reading into it, um, and studying it have a lot of really neat esoteric meaning. They're they're very masculine, feminine. They're very uh, uh, two energy. They're very uh, polaristic in their energies. Um, and a lot of a lot of people who think that these guys were you know, male chauvinists and blah blah blah. Um, it just look at the uh, even looking at at the uh, oh I'm trying to think of the name the big mo the big uh, tall tower the Washington uh, the monolith the, the obelisk if you look at it from the top or from above yeah it's very it's very phallus but if you look at it from the top it's it's very also very gonocentric it's a, basically a penis and a vagina um, it's very male and female. You oh, look, you're talking about how Mason symbols use the triangles either um, upright or inverted to represent male and female, right? Yeah. Well, even the Star of David, you know, you have the triangle going up, which is a male symbol, and then there's the cup upside down, which is a female symbol, and then you put them together and it's the Star of David. Very, well, very masculine. I have, this raises so many more questions for me. Now, the origin, the reason I brought up demonology was because I thought when you said, you know, we need to have an architecture and I'm not defending Richard's position, but um, that will help you understand like where my mind is, is situated and trying to come to where you're at. Um, doesn't it seem like we use too often these, 
doesn't it seem we use too often these ideas of like whiteness like building and architecture and flags and you know maybe the reason we think those things have to be in place to make it work is because we've been thinking uh in a way that has led us to the problems we have now and we need to think differently and so yeah. I, so okay thanks <laughs> that's a great <laughs> honest answer yeah you, you, you always have to you got to know where you're going or else you're just going to wander and it's 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 okay to wander in certain situations but if you have a great idea um uh for for good or bad you have to you know let's say i want to go out and you know just you know great example nowadays with this whole virus going on um there's a woman up in northeast she started a uh, a food shelter right in her own front yard and but she had to plan that you know fine i want to start a food shelter in my front yard but i have no idea how i'm gonna wait where am i gonna get cans of food where am i gonna get bread how i'm gonna help people she must have some connection to some kind of food distributorship to be able to do this that's not my forte yeah i i'm you know i'm a builder I can build stuff, but if all of a sudden I decide I wanted to be a dentist, I don't know the first thing about dentistry. Yeah, I got a Dremel tool. The only thing I'm going to do is frighten people. Um, that that's I can't, you know, I need to back up a lot. Go to dentist school. I have to have this plan before I can go, before I can go and just be a dentist. You're saying we need technical concrete steps to, uh, if we're going to, if we have a goal, you need a plan so that people can say, okay, well, then we do this and then we do this and then we do this. And that's, yeah. And I think that is somewhat lacking in his, in his approach and explanation yeah. sometimes. And you can not saying that you can't change that plan here and there when you're going forward, because everybody's going to hit some kind of a wall. Um, to, and, and it's not, uh, to use that dental analogy again, there's a lot of people in dental school that's like, wow, you know what? I like surgery more than I like just digging in people's face all day long. I'd rather be this kind of a surgeon um, and do this, or I'd rather do this, or I'd rather, you know, like, like doctors, they want to just be a regular general practitioner or you know I like children I want to I want to only deal with children or I like the elderly or I'm really obsessed with cancer I you know and and you can veer off here and there so in your plan you've got to figure out exactly how you're going to go about this instead of this is what we want to do well fine. right I think his veering has to do uh, on that note I think his veering has to do with he would like it if everyone everyone were on the same page, like spiritually first before moving forward, or as many people as possible. And I think he got into his mind, and it'd be great if he were here so he could speak for himself. But I think he got into his mind this like, well, I could keep trying to get people on the same page first before making the next step, and and so it's like cart before the horse. Wait, no horse in front of the cart like i think there's a bit of that wrestling in his mind about when do you stop 
rallying and when do you just start saying, okay, here's our plan. And he's going to have to leave some kind of legacy or tradition to, to continue this because he's getting up there and he's already had several strokes. Yeah. And so. Okay. And I always look, there's always three ways to do everything. And uh, I got it. I, they, they, you know, it, for example, in our political world, no one understands. You know, it's like, oh, you're, you're a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Or I'm a Republican and you're a Democrat. Or why did you vote for this person? Well, I didn't vote for this person. Oh, then you voted for this person. No, I didn't. Well, there's only two people to choose from. Uh, are you sure? The problem is there's always three pillars. There's always, you can't build a stool and sit on it unless you at least have three legs. And that's the problem. You can have that spiritual aspect, but then you also have to have that, that true earthbound uh, two plus two, this is how we're going to do it. And then you have to come up with that third, that, that, that third leg to how you're going to move forward with everything. And, and that's what, it, and, and that's what you're go, you have to work on. You, fine, you got that spiritual aspect. You got a lot of people on your side and you're going to have to talk about that, you know, this is the spiritual way to do it. Okay, I love that idea. This is how we want to go about it. We want to go about it without with without the, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and, and, and the people like that running our money. Okay, great. I love that because that means it's my money and not somebody else's money taking a, taking a bit off the top all the time. Great. Right. I love that idea. Okay, how are you going to do it? Well, that's that, that's that third step. And I, I'm not in until I hear that third step. Yeah, there's got to be a third way. I think what Paul Wellstone and some other politicians have said, there's always this third way. You can find something in between the um, yeah. these extremes that divide people. And without, yeah. And see, and that's something that if there's any in the future here, if this goes on on the the on YouTube, uh, any Freemasons out there that would be listening, they know what that they will understand the the, the third pillar concept that I'm talking about, um, and and that's where it, that's where the true Trinity of this will will actually make this happen. Oh. How do you, uh, how, that's, that's awesome. So you're, are you kind of always speaking to the possible Freemason folks? Or do you speak no. to, are you always speaking to, what's a non-Freemason person? Is that like a lay person? Uh, or, no, it's just a, a person. But it, it's just a great analogy that there always has to be three pillars to hold, to hold up anything, to hold up the stool. Well, you brought up Freemasonry, and I'm, it's interesting to me. So you yeah. must be part of that people who identify as a Freemason. I am. So then, well, I am too, but I'm 
not a Freemason, apparently. I don't, I've never, I don't know what it means to be a Freemason. Well, I, I am a Master Mason, so. I'm not, I don't yeah. think. What, do you, what does it take to be a Master Mason? What does it take? Yeah. Well, it, it um, you. you can't, I just can't make the claim that, well, I am too, Rob. Yeah. I, mean, I, you I might, see you're you would probably, you probably doubt that, right? It sounds like you're oh. trying to get him on the language when you say, I am. You're saying like, well, that sentence is true, but yeah. I am yeah. such and such might not be true. And I, th I think it's because yeah. there's like some mistrust oh. about how Mason's use language. I don't mean to, I don't even mean to try to get him on anything. I don't think I'm not. Here's another thing where recently someone said, well, you're provocative. I said, well, my, my, I don't know. That sounds like I'm trying to provoke something. I'm, I try to be more evocative. So I'm, yeah. a, I'm an inquiring mind. And if it, yeah. I hope I'm not provoking something that oh, ought not to be provoked. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to get you on anything. Okay, I'm curious. I'm yeah, okay. I'm curious because it's, I mean, this whole, there's a, um, there's, Freemasons are kind of enig enigmatic. I mean, there's a mystery. Yeah. And that's but part of the, that's part of the wonder and interest of, yeah. well, what is this thing you're talking about? This Freemasonry. And, and the odd thing with Freemasonry is that it should have never have been this spooky bunch of ritualistic guys. That happened during my grandfather's time when loose ships or loose lips sink ships kind of mentality came in. That's and, a like World War II era thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it, they kind of stopped recruiting and they stopped, uh, uh, um, it, it turned into this hush-hush kind of society. And it should have never have been like that because Freemasons were out doing everything from, from you know, pancake lunches to parades to, to, uh, to all these things. And everybody knew a Freemason. Uh, uh, my grandfather, um, my, my two, my three, well, one, two, three, yeah, my grandfather, two uncles, great grandfather, everybody in my family was a Freemason. Everybody, you know, everybody back then was basically a Freemason. There's a family thing. Yeah. So I got this is a complete non sequitur, but in the time okay. of COVID 19, I, I'm just wondering if anybody knows what COVID 19 tastes like, because I'm like tearing, this came, just came in the mail, and I like, was tearing this open with my mouth. That's probably not good in the time of COVID nineteen. We'll swish some vodka. I don't. Yes. How I got this? Especially when your uh, mailman was coughing and hacking out there, probably right. I don't know, but uh, I'll go get a scissors. But in the meantime, yeah. What is more? What is, your whole family? They were. Was it just the oh, yeah. men, or the women can be in there too? Well, that, 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 is this an area you want to go into? I don't care. Yeah. My, my grandmother and my, uh, my one aunt were, um, what, what Job's, Job's daughter, I guess what they were. Oh, um, I, 
my my phone is on is on a Job Daughter book, so I can't pick. Yeah, I, I think that's what they're called. But uh, um, yeah, they it was uh, the female side of uh, of of masonry, and there are mason female masons right now in masonry. Um, I know I know a couple um, now, so which is, you know, some of the old fart masons are like, oh, there shouldn't be any blah, 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 blah. And it's like, if anybody is searching for wisdom in my book, I'm not gonna give out, give out secret handshakes and, and, and code and, and a lot of the stuff I've learned because I, I worked very hard for that. Yeah. And, and studied long and hard to learn all that stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, if, if I you see what wanna... you're saying, yeah, it's like if you even if there's some sexism, like you're not going to uh, risk the um, the connections that may be possible with uh, like a, this tradition, because otherwise it's like, well, then why did I even do this? Yeah. And then why did anybody ever do it? So, uh, well, that is, but that is a question I have. So I have, I look, here's the other thing about this, what you were just saying, you know, they take a lot of Egyptian stuff and they look into the meaning of it. Now I've always wondered about this difference between, um, appropriation and, um, and actually understanding or actual initiation into the the real, you know, magic of a tradition. Because I know that, for instance, Joseph Smith of like Mormonism fame is supposed to have like taken some Egyptian thing and misinterpreted it and then said, oh, well, this is what it is. And now like in Mormonism, this, this little scroll has, has been like, you know, reinterpreted by people who know more the history of the scrolls and say, no, that's he, what he, what Joseph Smith says it was is not actually what it was. And, you know, so I get concerned when I hear about like clubs of guys taking traditional knowledge and, and kind of going, well, here's the real secret meaning behind it. And why can't we just say, well, that's your interpretation. Why do you have the ultimate say of well, what this stuff means? Exactly, and that's and that's my big beef with even even the Bible is that you have to learn to read biblically the the, the poetry of the Bible and, and ignore the words and ignore what what the, the, what what it just the the, the 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 you have to kind of read between the lines you've got to read the poetry of it and you have to read it with an esoteric mind oh what? you have to read well it, it like well, what does the snake really mean in the adam of the in adam and eve you mean uh, you mean it's you mean it's not an actual talking snake <laughs> exactly and and or is it so so and <laughs> <laughs> or is it well, and what does that mean 
Snakes talk? I've been missing it. Now, now remember, in ancient times, yeah. a snake was was revered as something very magical, and and now biblically, a snake is evil, and even a lot of people are just deathly afraid of snakes. And I don't really know. I was just thinking about this. I just wrote something today, and put, it on, put it on one of my uh, one of my uh, groups I have, um, but but. If you look at uh, oh, what's what's his name or what's her name now? Um, she, she was a uh, she she was a Egyptian queen and she had the cobra on her crown. Cleopatra? Nefertiti? No, no I, I, a lot of them were uh, most most of the uh, of the uh, of the kings and queens in Egypt wore snakes. Uh, but that was a number one, a power symbol. Number two, it was a knowledge symbol, like the caduceus of a doctor. The two snakes going up. That that's that's the power symbol. And even in, and we can talk about this a little later. But a lot of the uh, snake effigies that we find in America, and we also find them in in Ireland too. But they're snakes, and and they are going up and they look like they're eating an orb of some kind um, or an egg of some kind or an apple or some kind of fruit. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, the, what does a snake do? The snake just wanders around and consumes, right? They go around, they, they read a book and, and or, or, you know, they, they, they seek or they like, like, they're, they're a seeker of knowledge is what they what the ancients looked at it but then they shed their skin because anyone that's searching for true knowledge that can't shed their skin or shed their old beliefs oh my god see it's allegorical it's very allegorical you're saying that you it's you shed you come into your new skin when you shed your other skin you lose that outside layer and then you're what what does that make you transform you what skinnier what makes you new it makes <laughs> oh, you, makes you new, new thank you yeah <laughs> and then also snakes came out of the earth you know the mother earth. So if you learn something new, but you're still going to stick to your own ways, uh -oh. you're not gaining any knowledge. You get a lot of thick, you get thicker skin. What happens? Well, or, yeah, or you're just an idiot. <laughs> so, but that's, that's the beautiful lesson of the snake. So then you can go back to the Adam Eve story. Oh, I and, might be an idiot, by the way. Yeah, see, see, Bill, can you just turn Bill off? <laughs> yeah, so, so then you go back to the Adam and Eve story, who this, this yeah. serpent, who is who's a highly intelligent creature, goes to Eve and goes, hey, why don't you eat from this tree of knowledge? See? Yeah. Well, 
because God told me not to. Now, remember, there's two trees in the garden. Well, that's my, yeah, let's hear about that. Okay, there's, there's the tree of, of all knowledge and wisdom, and then there's the tree that of, of, of and I can't remember what it's called right now, but you, you, can, you can live forever, okay? And oh, the so tree of the, knowledge, is that also the tree of good and evil? Well, the tree that, that you would know the difference between good and evil, because that's... That's, that's the that's same as having knowledge? That's part of knowledge. It's related to having knowledge. Exactly. It's not another tree? No. no. Ah. There's the tree to where you can live for, live for eternity in the tree. And I can't remember what that tree is called. Is that the tree of life? The tree of life. Yeah. Duh. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a simple way of calling it. Um, uh, I am so, not a master so, mason. I am not a master mason. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not either. But, uh. <laughs> well, but so, okay, here's my concern. I like, I like these stories, of course, but then these are the stories that we're saying out in the open. But then I get worried that it's like, okay, so if you're willing to take a story that doesn't belong to you, not you, but just like, let's say these guys who went yeah. into Egypt and were like, oh, we like this. Yeah. This is what it means to us. We don't really care about what it meant to pharaohs or whatever. Um, then aren't they willing to say to tell you one story on the outside at the bottom of the your at the start of your initiation but then once you climb up in this pyramid then all of a sudden they're going to be like hey remember when you told when we told you about that snake he's actually good and god is evil and like then you know like when you know when you're willing to just change the story so much instead of going to the source or like some kind of true knowledge then oh then I'm worried that these people are like willing to bring it all back to ego and greed all over again. Wow. Nice. Well, first of all, that's, that's not a Masonic story. That, that's just an ancient, ancient uh, religion story that I- What, the snake story? Years and years. The um, snake story? And, and second, this, is, this, came out, this comes out of more, more Hebrew- Jewish stories and more of the two Abrahamic stories before it got all stuck into one book and then changed several times after that too. And then also when somebody says, okay, the serpent is evil when we're kids and we say, okay, serpent's evil. Um, it, it, so, so it means different if you just kind of have the serpent as more of and and the serpent really in this story is just kind of telling Eve that oh wait a second here you you would know you would have knowledge you wouldn't be naked of the truth see it doesn't have anything to do with fig leaves either here <laughs> you know because you know in, in church you know here's Adam and Eve and these little fig leaves and stuff. It's like, no, it has nothing to do. You're, you're not taking the esoteric. You're not understanding. You're just, okay, Eve and Adam ate this apple, and then all of a sudden they're wandering around in fig leaves. Well, that's the stupidest story I've ever heard in my life. Why is anybody teaching that? That doesn't make any sense. But if they ate from this apple and all of a sudden had knowledge and knew good from bad, 
and realize they were not naked of the truth, they could have been wearing snowmobile suits. Who cares what they're wearing? You know, it doesn't make a difference what they're wearing. But we turned it into this, all of a sudden they sewed themselves up big leaves. I mean, how ridiculous is that? So, so now they realize that, wow, look at all these things. We do know the difference. We do understand stuff. We want to know more. And then God decided, well, well, these guys better go before they eat from the tree of life. What? And become like a true God. A true God instead of a half-ass God? But it's treat a half-ass God, a small, a small G God. Because the more you learn and the more intelligent you get, the more your chakra, if you understand the, the, the quality of life, the more you have knowledge and get up to your cathar, and the more, more God or closer to God you will be. Where did the chakra story come from? Well, that, that, that's more from the, uh, uh, from, uh, the uh, um, Buddhist and, and the, uh, um, the, the, the uh, um, Hindi, Hindi. Hinduism and yeah that that <clears throat> you're seeing that come from a different set of books but the chakra the chakras and 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 uh kabbalahism that's that's very that's very jewish so it's from us oh, oh yeah. if there's a they they share Kabbalah. a similar origin is that what yeah. you're suggesting yeah most likely somewhere and if you go into any cathedral in the world, especially the old ancient ones in Europe, uh -huh. and you look up onto the ceiling and you see those big, those those the the, the big uh, uh, architecture that comes up and holds the ceiling up. Yeah. Look up, look up by uh, the Kabbalah Tree of Life on your phone, and then look up onto the ceiling, yeah. and you'll see the Tree of Life. Yeah. <clears throat> so I went to Catholic school. From the okay. start, I was so into it. I was so into it. I wanted to be a saint. And I said, how do I go about being a saint? And my parents said, well, you might want to start with being a priest. I said, okay. So then I went to uh, a pre-college school. They called it a seminary. Yeah. And and got really into it and then then i got away from it but so i was but they didn't teach me about chakras there at what point no i wonder what at what point do in that tradition do they start teaching about the, the, real, the would you call that the area of esoteria I have no idea what they would teach that or what they would call that in in like a seminary school or even if they would teach that at all. Um, but that's the area of the esoteric that you keep using that word esoteric. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure what you mean by esoteric. It's not stupid stuff. It, it's just... <laughs> right? 
you got to have a certain level of being not stupid to begin to learn the esoteric is what I, I hear you say. No, well, I think you just have to have an open mind and just start studying. Oh, I guess I misunderstood what stupid meant. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, so many people are just, and it's fine. Um, some people are just perfectly happy being where they are in their life, in their knowledge. And some people just keep wanting to learn more and more and more. And that can be just about anything. Apparently, like I like apples, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And hopefully I'm shedding some skin now and then so I don't get too stupid. <laughs> there exactly <laughs> yeah that's, you know some people want to want to know how to you know i i like my computer i want to turn it on and have it work and other people want to make video games and do all this crazy <laughs> stuff I'm like, okay i'll be downstairs you know um as long as my computer turns on that's all I, if it doesn't turn on i get a new one um, <laughs> but, yeah but then again, I can put a I can put a new engine in the car. So and so other people look at me and go, "Okay, I'll be downstairs." So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but that's you know, is whatever whatever trips anybody's trigger. That's why you know, that's why there's all sorts of different people on the planet. But yeah, if there's, it, I I feel that that the that Christianity has really dropped the ball on true knowledge. I wonder why. A, a lot of it is, I think, let's keep people down this path and keep passing the plate around. And, and <laughs> if anybody views off this, this path and starts learning too much or learning more than us, we won't be able to keep them in 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 the chairs. Um, I think there's a little fear factor there. Oh. But so, are they are they well intentioned? Because I mean, I have the sense that what makes me more comfortable <laughs> about about your um, your shifting contexts, Rob, is that ultimately you're like, but I know that there's good and evil, and I'm fighting evil. God damn it, and I like that, you know, that makes me go, oh, wow, Rob is cool because he's, he's trying to help people. And we don't have to go into that if you don't want to, but it'd be fun to talk about, oh, come on, let's just talk about fighting demons and, or getting them, getting them out of people's homes and things. And yeah. maybe the church also has good intention, even though it too has like shifty context it it it's trying in the long run it thinks it's doing more good than harm question mark i i think they are i think they are doing more i think they're doing good and i think they mean well um i i think i i also i, I and yeah i think if they start there's a point to where you could scare the daylights out of a lot of people with certain knowledge too because there's some people that i just don't think really want to know what's going on in the true spiritual world um 
so that could that could scare the living daylights out of people, especially with somebody that you really truly trust, like like a priest or a minister or, or someone like that, saying saying, yeah, there is demonic forces or there is these things or the urges of stuff. People are going to go home and just like hide in the corner and and just be scared to death. Um, so there is that aspect of of uh of of the world that maybe is a good idea just to have left alone um that said when for the people out there if this does go public um i i do exorcisms i do cleansings of of homes i have I have seen demons in people. Uh, what do they look I, like? Do they look like? Do they look like Bill Gates? Or I mean, what they, are they? Well, I I I have physically really I I have seen the activity in people of demons, and they have talked to me, and they have said things about me that no one has no one should have ever known. Whoa. Um, so that's, that's, you know, pretty unbelievable, but believable. I mean, it kind of, um, I've been scratched by things that, that I've, that, that have never, you know, I hadn't been around. I've had, had been scratched. Uh, um, so the, um, so I'm, I've, I've seen some pretty crazy things. Um, Going back to my first exorcism I was involved with, uh, with a couple of priests. Um, and the reason why I got into this is because of my, my, my knowledge is, is, and then where I was at the time. Um, this this uh, room that we were in, it was a bedroom, and uh, the priest, started uh, started a prayer and uh, the other priest was was uh, was spraying holy water and this guy was getting more violent and and sweaty and he was like screaming and yelling and it got pretty odd I'm kind of making long story short and frankly I didn't even like to like like to get into too much of it um but the guy kind of calmed down a little bit and he looked right at me this is the guy that we're performing the exorcism on yeah right at me and through this there was like a rotting meat smell that (gasps) oh yeah okay and and it, yeah, it just smelled like rotting meat. You know, if you like put scraps in the garbage can and yeah. then you go to the kitchen the next day, it's like, oh God, what the hell? Yeah. Um, Is this the kind of thing where if, if I were there, you could have turned to me and say, do you smell that? And I'd say, yeah, I smell that too. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because, because I asked, we were talking afterwards about yeah. that. Yeah. But, uh, um, the guy looked right at me and yeah. said, "Reminds you 
of the cow in the pasture, doesn't it? Oh, and this story. Wait, oh, tell him. Tell him. Did his mouth move? His mouth moved? I mean, he actually said that to you, those words. Yeah, he looked right at me, and here, I'll get the phone up close, and he was kind of he was kind of looking this way for a little bit, and then he looks right at me, and he goes, reminds you the cow, the cow in the pasture, doesn't it? And then he kind of turned away, and at that point, I was like, what the hell? I, you know, I didn't really understand what he meant at the time, because there was a lot going on in the room that I was kind of yeah. Yeah. dealing with, and frankly, really you know, freaked out. But then it wasn't until, um, God, probably, I don't know, a month or so later, I was with a friend of mine who's a witch. Uh, and, um, and I was telling her the story and all of a sudden it dawned on me. And I, I told her the story of when I was a kid, a friend of mine and I were out in out in a pasture when Egan was just nothing but but cornfields and and pasture and and, and forest and uh, we smelled rotting meat uh -huh. and, and we were walking along in this in the pasture and here was a cow up on top of all this brush just bloating. You know, it was just gross. It was all, it was all fat and the legs were spread apart. And, and uh, my buddy, he reached down and he was going to pick up a rock and throw it at it. And I was like, no, 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 don't. If that thing blows up, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. And uh, at that time, we heard this like whoop in the air. And, and it was kind of like if you like slap your ears, you know, like funny yeah. little yeah and we both looked at one another like what what was that because we both heard it and and uh so I, would, would that have been like a sonic boom but i've heard sonic booms afterwards and they make this funny boom sound okay you know, they're, they're like a, it's like a boom it's not a <clears throat> sound. and uh but the only thing i can think of is because demons and dimension that's where we get that word from but uh but did that creature go back in time and see me and my friend in that pasture and that smelly cow and then come back to that bedroom and go reminds you of the cow in the pasture doesn't it Oh, so it was a quantum event. Yeah, possibly. Uh, that, I, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. hearing that bump was that. The, <laughs> yeah. Was wow. that that was that that demon kind of looking in and looking back and coming back out? It and, it's like, but, and how does that make you feel? Because in a way, if if you I mean we we all accept the cycles of life. You know, things get bloated, things get weird. We all decompose weirdly. But maybe it connected to a part of you when you were young that you, like was disturbed, and if the demon tries to connect, if the demon tries to connect to things that are like anti-life or scared of life, then maybe, you know, because they resent life, they hate life, 
then maybe it's trying to like yeah. connect to that part of us that's kind of like, ooh, ooh, life makes us a little uncomfortable. And it wants to point to that and say, yeah, so God sucks because life makes you uncomfortable. Whoa, you know, like, really? That's quite well, a speculation. No, I kind of I kind of like, yeah, I kind of huh? like that. Me too. Especially right there in my mind, my like little cartoon bubble yeah. was that, was that if my friend threw that rock and that thing just went, you know, that cow just exploded. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't want to see that. Oh, God. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what was going through my mind when I when I told my friend, don't, whatever you do, throw that rock. Yeah. Put the darts away. Put the darts back in the container. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what it is because otherwise, why would it disturb you so much? It's like, like life, yeah. life and death are a part of life, but it, but it's like trying to get to the emotion that is that is like yeah. existentially annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. That is and rich stuff. Yeah, and that dead meat smell is so god awful, anyways. Like if you've ever like gone by a. Uh, a, a, a dumpster of a restaurant and you smell that smell and you're just like oh i don't want this. yeah yeah and that's one of the that's one of the first accesses to the other side that is the nose right the olfactory that's one of the, that's yeah, one of the quickest you? ways i understand I, I i that's from my experience yeah the, the easiest oh, yeah. way to the easiest way to the other side of the veil is through the olfactory yeah. for me well, you walk into, yeah, you walk in some place and you smell a smell and you go, oh, this is a grandma's house. Or you smell a smell and you go, oh, this is this. Or you smell, yeah. Yes. Didn't, yeah. didn't um, Peter, um, his mom passed away and, and he went to the, um, you know, the room had flowers in it from when she was not doing well or something. Yeah. Or, or people sent flowers and they were all saggy. And yeah. then he came in and they were bloomed. They were fully alive and revived. And he smelled like the cigarettes that she used to smoke, even though um, no yeah. one was smoking that. Yeah, no one, was smoking like that. That. no one could even have been in there. And yet she was back for that moment yeah. with the smell that was accompanying her. Yes. And I have a story about grandma with these coffee cups. I don't have one right here, but I... At one point, I picked up uh, that a coffee cup, and it was I had her, I had her smell. Well, these coffee right. cups have been through the, they were hers, but they and they've been through the dishwasher, maybe not a thousand times, but plenty. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, but the association, the association occurred, and then I got the sensation, and definitely the smell. And so was it that like, foot smelling coffee? Was that she used to make? <laughs> no, <laughs> remember no, was, the foot no, smell coffee? Actually, uh, no, it was actually the uh, a fragrance, a perfume that she wore. Oh, okay, okay, wow. So it was totally. That's, I mean, it didn't. That's it totally different. Myth. It's not even. It was a, yeah. it wasn't even. No, it wasn't coffee related. It was a really strong perfume smell. I was like, wait a minute, this is no way. Wow, Ruth is back. So that that you, was for me. That was the signal. You recently had a dream that she came back and said she's she's available and with us to to oh yeah us. that's uh 
Yes, that's another story. We might want to go to musical. Uh, we might want to go to music now and then come back and do a different, you know, musical. Yes, yeah, switching from demons to, to I don't want to get too far afield from where we were with Rob because that was awesome. His uh, yeah, it's a good his, story. His demon, ex, his demon experience and where we went with that was. I have a recent. If, no. if, do we have a? Do we have thirty seconds? Minute. Yeah. Yeah. I have. I I've been helping a uh, young lady. Um, she's had. I believe it's some kind of like a succubus kind of a creature uh, that's been bothering her for years, mm-hmm. and I've been helping her get rid of it. And uh, I was talking to her on the phone right here in this chair uh, via Facebook Messenger. Um, and and uh, uh, we were talking back and forth and about this creature. And she was telling me, you know, I'm, I'm done. I have to do something uh, that I can't sleep at night. This is bothering me. This is, and, and next to her voice or with her voice, uh, and she's this petite young woman with a higher voice, um, very, very female voice. Right next to her voice, I hear this very low voice. And I have my earbuds in talking uh-huh. to her so I can hear a little better. Uh-huh. And next to her voice, I hear this very dark, very deep voice say, I have power. Oh, and man. She's talking at the same time. It was coming through your earpiece? Coming through my earpiece, like she was, like he was sitting right next to her. Did she, was she aware of the voice or you heard it on your end? I just heard it on my side and Uh she just kept walking away Uh and, and uh, then she finished and I said, did you hear any voices when you were talking? (laughs) And she said, no. And I just kind of, I left it. I didn't say anything. Because like we were talking before about yeah. about when I do stuff with the church, we necessarily don't 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 play our cards for a couple of reasons because we don't want to feed some of this stuff. <laughs> and I didn't want to say, well, there was a voice right next to you and blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Midnight, you know. And, yeah. and, oh, uh, do you have an evil muppet in your house? Well, bye. Yeah, well, bye. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice talking to you. Talk to you later, mate. You know, yeah. It, you know, and then have her coloring in the corner all night. You know, that's or if if there is, you know, that's the one thing we do too. Is you gotta you gotta know if the person has psychological problems, or if they're you know, yeah. too, yeah. and and. You gotta vet all that before you go, you know, you go in, and and uh, it and because if you spend a lot of time and then you get there and realize that okay, this person's schizophrenic. What the hell are we doing here? Well, yeah, yeah, it is schizophrenia. Or there's a lot of other family problems. Um, there's another great story, and this should have been vetted, and and the priests get there and it, it the whole house is a is a uh, basically a dumpster 
and this kid is is just ADHD and should not even be in this home. Parents are crazy. There's junk all over outside of the place. There's dogs running all over the place. Uh, there's food on the floor. There's, I mean, it's like, no, there's nothing wrong with this kid, except the kid should be out of this house. Uh -huh. um, and it, you know, it was more of a sad situation than, I mean, this, this, yeah. So, so you're sad. saying that's that's to be differentiated from uh, demon demon stuff? Yeah. And frankly, not everybody has a demon. Yeah, I, I want to say that here. The demons are very, very, very far and few between. Um, you're not going to, you know, it, you, not everyone will ever even see or be connected with a demon. Very, very few people that'll ever come across these things, except some weirdo like me who actually goes looks for them. Um, but, uh, uh -huh. um, but there's, yeah. Some of it is just basic human psychology stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> how so, do you view? Um, how do you view where what we call mythical beings, um, elementals, uh, pixies? um elves and gnomes and things that people see like where do they are they you know people say they have sharp teeth and they you know like are they in the evil are they in the good are they kind of in between like humans or what do you think they're yeah they're it, here's how i look at at the universe um if you imagine a line between let, let's look at a baseball diamond okay and make a line between first base and third base going straight across this way this is where we exist on this line and then everything above that to the triangle up above here is is the godhead and way up here is just like altruistic good up up above okay and now the triangle below this way that that would be the demonic and the farther from our line down it gets eviler and eviler and the farthest from the line up is pure good and we have but that doesn't mean our home our home base is is pure evil right we, we, we say we're on that center line of neutrality. And a very interesting thing that we have that, that spirits don't. And this is where even quantum physics are coming into play. And even quantum scientists are even looking at and realizing is that, is that we have consciousness and energy and matter. That's what we're made out of, all those three. Now, everything above and below this is just consciousness and energy without matter. So they can like form for brief encounters, but then they disappear and that's why they seem ethereal to us. Yeah, and they can pick up enough energy to form themselves or create shadows or create 
an energy field and then vanish because they're just energy but 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 they they don't have enough but but they don't have any matter and and that's and a lot of times that's that's the envy of a lot of a lot of demons um because they can't taste feel touch do all the things that we can do and that's that's you know that's the other part of that 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 we can take that star of david too or the the seal of solomon that's an that's a really useful view to think about it i yeah. don't see anything wrong with that view it makes sense yeah and so the the elf or the fairy kingdom kind of lies right in that gray of that line so uh they're not necessarily good they're not necessarily evil they tend to just kind of live in their own realm whatever that realm really is that we could you know who, who knows um the underworld sometimes or the you know who, who knows the isle of young um you know who, who knows what you want to call it um but uh, are ufos what was that are UFOs? oh <clears throat> oh you, you both right. talked over one another yeah let's go on to the ufos are okay. ufos driven by demons or are they from other worlds? Like, what do you? Are there other worlds that are like ours, where where beings can become physical? Well, I think, uh, I oh, I think there is other worlds with physical beings on it. Where UFOs come from, I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm more more leaning that UFOs might have some interdimensional play that they've actually figured out how to pop in between the dimensions or travel in between dimensions to be able to fold fold the dimensions or fold time and space because i don't necessarily believe in time as a measurement anymore um but time is a measurement to us you know we can say it's you know two o'clock three o'clock four o'clock five o'clock whatever but that's just a measurement to us. Um, we might even, but maybe, maybe if they can change time or time can, is fluid, then we can write a timeline. But by the time we've written it down, it could change again. Oh, like absolutely. We, we yeah. think our history books are so solid, but actually uh, not, it's not only what we got right, or not only what we got wrong, but what we got right could change. Because yeah. Well, we yeah. Have, because a book, you know, we look at a book this way, we can say, okay, now I'm on, on page one, and now I'm on page two, now I'm on page three, but let's say we drill a hole through this book, you know, we can go this way, or we can go this way, or we can go through this way in time, or we can bend this book, and go many different ways in time it doesn't make a difference how you know we look at time so so 
so so lineal because we've come off the we've come off the plains you know we only see things in just big long lines uh because that's just the way we were built and we don't understand that we can take take something and be able to you know yeah this is this is eight inches across here or or is it you know not anymore i just touched right. the two eight inch ends it's not eight inches so can we do that with time and space and right there it goes back to energy and it goes back to magnets i mean even with with uh, magnetic uh, or with with energy wells you know we know that a bigger a bigger thing like like jupiter has a different time um than than earth does we even know that if we fling a satellite out we know the satellites is is we can look at it and it's here but if we ask it where it is in time and space, it'll say it's here. We know that for a fact. Uh, just study uh, David Lee, David, David Anderson Lewis. Study some of his uh, mathematics. He was well, the guy. I, that I'm weird. Okay, I have to interrupt you there because I don't believe we've actually left space or sent anything into space. I'm, but it's, feel free to absolutely judge me as nuts, but that's just, that's my okay. opinion. <laughs> I would judge you as nuts, I just think it's crazy. But uh, yeah, it, David, David Lewis Anderson, if you look at some of his stuff, he was the guy that was supposed to, he was the guy in charge of knowing where all our satellites are. And when he was asking where the satellites were he would say or the satellites would say because of, of gps and time uh the satellite would say i'm here and then they would look for it and it would actually be here right. well that's saying that time and space and reality are being toyed with well i'll tell you so something then, that that I've discovered, that I, I feel like I've discovered, I've never seen anyone else point this out. And, and yet, I think it, it pokes holes in the official theory about space and light and time and all that. And that is, when you look at the sun and the moon out at the same time, <clears throat> you know, it's not like a cartoon where one goes down and one comes up and, you know, they, they, they can be out at the same time. And if you do that, you'll find that the light on the moon is not in the quote unquote right spot. That is the, if you drew like the light source over to the moon, uh, the light on the moon is actually a little bit tilted. It's almost as if light bends away from the moon and then comes back towards it or something really weird. And it's, and it's not a time dilation. So I, I don't know what that is, but but there is something funny going on with with the way things bend around for sure there there is yeah and you're right and i can't remember there's there's a time and and i can't remember what they call that now um there is refraction but, where the sun is like lower than it actually appears you know, light light shifts 
sometimes, and they have to do that, especially with far away things. They have to look at at exactly where the light source is coming from because things light does bend around things, and light is a particle, not a wave. So you have to put uh, that into consideration too. Right. Light that is, it's well. I thought I thought it was both. I thought they were test. They said like they found that they work. They work as both uh, sometimes, but not all the time. So that's what makes. And, and if you get into the um, oh, what's what's the uh, the the the, the, the um, what was called the slit experiment? Yeah, the slit, the double oh, slit yeah. experiments. Yes, the yes. Slit experiments. Um, that that just makes your brain hurt because <laughs> light, doesn't yeah. light doesn't work the way you think it would. Yeah. It almost looks like liquid then. I'll tell you my crazy theory since we since we've kind of slowly been sliding into this stuff. Um I think the earth is multidimensional. I think that if you measure it one way, it's convex. If you measure it another way, it's concave. If you measure it another way, it's flat. If you measure it another way, we're inside it looking out and the sky is a portal. And it all depends on what tools you're using. And we try to make sense of it and say, well, look, see, the moon is round and the sun is round, so we must be round. But that's because we're applying what we understand on earth, that we can hold up an apple or an orange and say, this is, I can look all the way around it. And we say, that must be what planets are. But what if planets are actually like multidimensional realms and gravity is keeping us here and I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's my random crazy thought for the for the call. I'm done. <laughs> that was a good run at that though, because that's uh, I actually began to picture. That's the first time I was able to kind of begin to picture your ideation on that, Max. I never well, got there it. Is... Well, and and I always never understood how the gravity wells work until somebody explained to me dropping a rock into water because we're being pulled along like 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 the sun and the the solar or the sun the solar system and the galaxy and stuff is dragging us like like a kite through the wind and and gravity wells are kind of like the water wrapping around the planet this way uh, and dragging us. And and the gravity wells actually that whoosh around the planet. Um, and, and that's what actually holds everything to the planet, holding us. Down. That's yeah. I've seen I've seen interesting diagrams of that. I find that I find those fun fun thought yeah. experiments. So Max, when you were talking about your various ways of viewing the possibilities for the shape of the earth and the planets, when you do that, the work of having those ideations, do you do that with your eyes open or closed? Usually open, but I'm not using them at the time. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because I, I get so distracted by what my eyes show me. I find it very difficult, uh, and maybe it's only the memories that I associate with the view that I have from the eyes that I'm using, 
with my preconceptions and crystallized knowledge and ideas that I, it's very difficult for me to open up to the possibilities of seeing the world in the shapes that you described them. I think I well, have to close my eyes yeah. to imagine those things. You might also have to put aside the images that they've given us, like the images of the earth taken from space. Yeah. Because if, if those have been manipulated, and I do think that we have proof of that, especially like cloned clouds on the earth images and stuff like that, where it's like, why would they clone the clouds unless they were just constructing this image, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, if you just set that aside and say, okay, we don't know what the shape of the earth looks like from space. And then you, and even that is hard enough for people to just sit with because they're like, but I know, I know I've seen the images. I know, I know, I know. But if you can put that aside and say, I don't, I'm not sure then you start to look at experiments that people have done and yeah. the contradictions start to show up, which are fun to me. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't it. get, and like one of them for me is, yeah, like the sun and the moon's light don't line up. Another one is the, ex, the Tamarack mine experiment where they drop two parallel wires down two parallel mines and then try to get the weights at the bottom to um, be closer to prove that, you know, gravity goes down towards the center of the earth and they found the opposite was true that the weights were 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 sitting further apart from each other at the bottom than at the they top actually act like a douse and they separate they That's separate and they couldn't get the magnets to they couldn't get the they couldn't get the magnets to force them together it was just that's what gravity was doing that's and there's true. there's yeah. all these speculations yeah. about why yeah. that is Wow. You know, like, oh, well, maybe it's the iron in the rock that's pulling them and stuff, but they couldn't, they couldn't figure that out. So yeah. in my opinion, it, it, they, it basically, what they also found was that if they, this is the fun part, when they trace the lines of the wires up to where they would meet, yeah. like up in the sky, yeah. it was about 4,000 miles, which is about how big the radius of the earth is supposed to be. Okay, guy, I can actually picture that one. That's so you can actually invert oh, the earth weird. and we're inside and the center <laughs> where, the, where the sky is, is, the, is what we're looking at. But yeah. anyway, so, yeah. so there's, and there's lots of fun, weird, contradictory experiments yeah. that like, well, yeah. this one says the earth is spinning. Well, this one says the earth is not moving at all. And, this, yeah. and it's okay. You know, scientists get really angry when you point out these experiments, but- That's scientism, isn't it? Yeah. When but they get reactive like that, they drop their science. Yeah. Well, science doesn't know anything. So. Well, they, they, <laughs> hey, they I got to go. Hey. Oh, it okay. Depends. It depends. I, I mean, there's science and there's scientism. I mean, we get, yeah. when we get pretty confident that certain things make sense and our certainty kicks in, I mean, I can see just like any other religion, you'd get fundamentalist about it. Oh, yeah. Right, 1492, Columbus, <laughs> the ocean blue, damn it. That's all right. for you. Uh, uh, yeah, doesn't so, everybody know that? Well, hey, I have to leave you guys because I got to go and do some other stuff here today. All right. Yep, so I'll let, yeah, I'll let you go and you guys can chat. Yeah. So off, okay. off to Zane. Off, off to Zane. If I can figure out how to turn this off. Tote scenes. Off to Zane. Zane. Oh, wait. Um, I'm just <laughs> shouting things now. <laughs> All right.
cheerio, hip, hip, all that good stuff. You can do end meeting or leave meeting, I think it says on yours, Rob. I think he did leave. Oops, I said I should call him Hobbs. I think I called him Rob too. Well, anyway, I think he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, there's that. There's that. Mm -hmm.